0: Every move that you make should be to preserve your profit in over-communicating, in being clear in your terms, and also being very, very clear to your customer.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Sandra DeFreitas. Guess what? We have a special guest with us today. Sankitha Salvaraja is with us. She is a lawyer. She's the CEO of Startup Docs. Sankitha, welcome. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. Hey, tell us about you and what you do.
0: So my day job is I am a business transactional lawyer for different companies. So over 250 small businesses and startups. I've been practicing law for about 14 years now. And I've started about seven different companies and I operate about three companies of my own. And uh, right now I'm working on this really cool project with Startup Docs which is a company, which is a business platform for small businesses and startups to learn and grow and file their companies and get document templates to help assist their growth as well.
1: Amazing. Yay, we need you to protect us for sure. (laughs) So I have a couple of questions for you today. What should anyone have legally set up before they start a membership? Because you know me and I love memberships, but what should we legally have ready before we start a membership?
0: So I'm going to be a little bit biased and say, definitely it's something called, we teach this. It's called the sync triple method of protection. Okay. So C-I-N-C, okay, sync. Like this is your sync. See, the first one is probably everybody can get this, which is a contract. You absolutely need a membership contract, or you might hear it as an agreement or a summary, all street names for contracts. And anybody can have this without a company or without any sort of insurance. The second thing is insurance. So commercial insurance for your company. Now, are these required? No, they're not required. Are they highly recommended? Absolutely. And then the last one is company. company such as an LLC or a corporation that basically protects your personal assets from getting sued if somebody that joins your membership is disgruntled and decides to take you to court or sue you or file a complaint. So C-I-N-C, Contracts Insurance Company. So that's the thing that you should actually have legally set up before you start any membership for your company or your business, okay? Because this allows you to A, set a good foundation for your business so that anything, even if it's just a membership or a client contract or any other offerings that you have, you have the foundation set up that is protecting
1: you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Okay, great. Anything else legally before we start a membership?
0: It's not so much legally as understanding your business plan. Okay. So you should actually know how much you want to gain from this membership that you're putting out there. So are you trying to make this 10%, 20% of your company's profits? Are you trying to make this a big chunk of your uh, business? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that's just kind of complementing? Your current business offerings. Okay. So, understanding the role of what your proposed membership is going to be in your company gives you kind of a leg up. Remember, you always have to be alpha in business, meaning you don't get led by the customer, you're leading the customer so that mm-hmm. you can also protect yourself and also get you into a place that it gains you the greatest amount of profit. Because there's no point running a membership if you don't have a game plan, what we call mm-hmm. a business plan, or some kind of goal for this as well.
1: Yeah love, love, love everything you're saying. Okay. So when we have a membership, we need to have an agreement from the membership. So what should we look out for when we're creating an agreement for our membership?
0: So when you're creating an agreement, you also, what we spoke about before, A, you want to make sure that you understand the parameters of your membership. So how many tiers are in it. Okay, so is it $99, $199, $299, whatever the different levels of tiers, as well as what each tier is owed. Okay, so which tier has what duties or obligations or benefits to it? So you have to know because whenever a consumer comes in and jumps into a tier, you have to know what their limitations are, what they're allowed. Okay, and then also know the pricing model as well. that understanding because bar none the main issue that comes up with any sort of membership dispute is price okay absolutely price price as well as refunds as well as overcharging or credit card anything to do with price or payments is a big hot button okay so what you want to make sure is being very clear from the beginning which tiers are which if you're even having a tier and then also talking about the start date and the end date and also understanding credit cards and the payment option. So definitely don't take any sort of payments manually. You want to have a third-party provider mm-hmm. such as Stripe, such as, you know, authority.com or any of those other ones, ThriveGuard, any of those actual cart or cart memberships or cart applications have built-in API with Stripe or anything of that nature. So having someone else or a third-party host that is perfect because then they can actually handle the payment side of it. Yes, it's gonna cost you because anytime you're billed, you'll probably also get billed like, you know, small fee per transaction, but it's worth the headache. And it also gives you some layer of protection as well. Keep in mind, you should also be reading your terms of service with those, you know, payment providers as well, Mm -hmm. just to make sure you're also covered on that as well. Okay. Also the part about creating an agreement is understanding who it's gonna be for. You know, if you're creating it for a specific type of person, you also want to make sure if there's no conflict with other clients of yours as well. So make sure you have a very static, nobody gets special treatment, things of that nature, because it's just going to make you more administratively cumbersome for you. Okay. So you want to make sure if it's for client A, then it applies to all clients and everybody has an option for it as well. Okay. But if you have a specific type of client that it's for, you also want to be clear as to who that's for as well. So mm-hmm. clarity and tears, having a third party come in and handle the payment. That's also one. And for being very clear to which client you will be preferring this membership to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I had a client who they started their membership on a manual basis And, you know, you get to month two or you get to their renewal after a year, it's really hard to get those payments in or to move them from one to another, to move them from manual to, um, on or automatic payment or to move them from one system to the other. So that was a great, great tip. So what other mistakes do you see entrepreneurs make when they don't cover themselves legally in a membership?
0: So the biggest mistake is what you're losing out on, which is profit, which is payments, right? So the biggest hot, tippet, the hot ticket item is payment. So people will say, hey, you, you didn't, you know, you charged me extra here or you overbilled me or I didn't ask for another an- annual plan here or lack of notice. So they don't know that they're going to be billed twice on this mm-hmm. app. So that's when you will get the backup, the what you call sticker shop. You'll get people calling you back or they're saying, I want to cancel everything. I don't like the customer service. All of these things will come into play where even if you have something like a recurring membership, the whole part of getting a membership is to create recurring revenue, which is going to add to your profit line. Okay, So in doing so, you want to preserve that profit line in any way you can. So half of that preservation is notice is actually over communicating to your customer and saying A hey heads up your membership is set to renew or B heads up you will be billed even though you have a trial for about 2 months at you know 199 please note that on month 3 on this date you will be billed 597 okay knowing that ahead of time because it's that sticker shock will get those people to pick up that phone or immediately cancel mm-hmm. or Getting on their credit cards and actually cancel this or, you know, the, and you'll have a lot of issues with, you know, your third party provider who's handling your payments as well yeah. too. And you're going to be, you're also going to be upset about the fact that you're losing out on this profit. So it goes back to the first thing we talked about is really about having a plan, having a plan as to a, how are you going to graduate some members from tier one into tier two? Okay. Think about that. The higher mm-hmm. plan. So the 99 to 149 for the 249. Understanding where the next level is going to be and knowing how you're going to graduate them is always a good idea. Also, having a game plan or a troubleshooting plan to say, hey, what if my client wants to cancel my membership? You can put this in your frequently asked questions, which is a great thing, which you should have in Mm -hmm. your website, okay? Because it prevents a lot of the back and forth. And it's also something called, it's notice because what that allows you to also say is, hey, we put it into our contract, which is a membership contract. It's also on our website under frequently asked questions. And it's also in the email that we sent out to you. Okay. So if and when this client ever tries to charge it back and say, hey, you didn't let me know. I didn't authorize this. You can say, hold up. <laughs> it's in three <laughs> different places. Okay. There is no way that you can deny this. And it also helps your case if they ever charge your card, or they say they apply for a chargeback with their credit card. So when you actually file, when they file a dispute with their credit card, the credit card's gonna come to you and you're gonna have to say, heads up, here's the contract. Here's the notice on our website. Here's the email that was sent out on this date, okay? So this actually adds to your case when you over-communicate, okay? So having all of this down in like a frequently asked questions, even putting that on the site, also sending the email, Um, All of these things will actually help you. It's really to preserve your profit. Think of it like this. No matter what you take away from this podcast episode, just remember this. Every move that you make should be to preserve your profit in over communicating, in being clear in your terms, and also being very, very clear to your customer as
1: Mm -hmm. well. So I've had people in the past say to me, I don't want to email them and tell them that there are payments coming up because I don't want to remind them. Or I don't want to send you know? And it's like, whoa, we are not in the business of just sneaking in the payments from people. We need to be very clear. And I love what you said about the chargebacks because this is like such a big thing. It doesn't happen often to us, but when it does, it feels like like a a shot to the heart, right? It's like, oh my God, goodness. Like, how could you not know that this was here and there? And so we have it in our agreement, we have it in our FAQs, we have it in our membership support page, we have it everywhere. And I even say updated on such, such date, like there will be no refund after seven days. They will, there will be no partial refunds, nothing. And like when Stripe started charging fees for giving refunds, like they would not, they would hold their fee. So it would actually, Mm -hmm. it would cost me to refund people. I was like, whoa, we need to make this absolutely clear. I do not want to lose money on giving people money. So we went 100% bold, big font. You got to see this. And when someone comes to us and says, I didn't know this is my favorite, I didn't know this was a membership and that I would be charged monthly or annually. And it's like the name has membership in it. <laughs> the Everywhere on the sales page has membership in it. Our agreements have membership, our emails. And so when my assistant creates all the documentation to send back, it's like, I feel good, like 99% sure we're getting our money back because we have been 100% clear. So when someone tries to do that to us, I know we're covered. And that is a huge thing because you know entrepreneur Sandra who started ages ago and would get one of these it would destroy me for like a week now it's like i know i've got every, all my ducks lined up and i've got everything in the right place where there's no way we can be denied and lose out on this money so yes the 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 agreements everything over 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 communicate get that email out and like last year we put in a thing where because some people didn't remember when their annual payments were going out. And I think really we're all adults. We should keep track of these things. And my bookkeeper spoke to me and she said, everyone should keep track of these things. We now send an email. I think it's two weeks ahead of time and a week ahead of time. And still people say, I didn't know that you were going to charge my card. It's like, well, we can now go back and see that you opened our email. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we send that back to them if they need that, too. All right. Yes. Go it's ahead. It's important to like.
0: So it's important to actually make sure to that when you are even in your sales page, you say at the bottom, or even on your checkout card, that you say this is a recurring monthly membership mm-hmm. or whatever you know time that you do it, whether it's biweekly or weekly or whatever you decide on the cadence of your membership charge, right? But the fact is, you your card will be charged on a subsequent matter or a subsequent timing as Mm -hmm. of this date, so that that you can actually put that in there. And then when that thank you email or that receipt that comes in, say, hey, you've paid for your first membership thing or whatnot, your card will be charged on this day, et cetera, et cetera. You're absolutely right. We're all adults here, okay? And you're expected to know when you should be getting charged, even if it's a trial. If it's a trial for seven days or 30 days or so forth, that is the point where you need to A your best work and get them on so that they don't care if their card is being charged and even yeah. if their card is being charged you can send them out ahead of time and say heads up I hope you enjoyed your trial here's your options for upgrading or here's your options for going forward if you don't do anything this is this is what's going to happen your card will be mm-hmm. charged now it's absolutely true that people will say I don't want to remind people that you're going to get charged let me also tell you that your time is a profit tool in the sense that the time on the back end that you will be spending cleaning up your lack of communication on this Mm. is actually taking away a lot of your productivity okay so what you're doing is you're trying to preserve your profit by over communicating before they ever have a chargeback or they before they even have to renew their card okay so here's the deal if they don't want to be part of your membership let them go yeah, it's that simple. Let them go. You want to leave your membership open for people that want to be engaged. You want a more robust membership like that rather than dead weights. Now, are dead weights better for your profit line? Yes, but are they going to be continuous customers? No. Okay? Meaning you're not going to be able to upgrade the ones that aren't engaging. You want an engaged membership. So it all goes to your profit line. Remember that plan that you have as to Mm -hmm. how you're going to move one tier to the next and so forth.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so there's many different ways about it. People think that, you know, I'm going to create this and it's going to create recurring revenue. But you have to think about at what end. The reason why we also push for memberships on this end as, you know, lawyers as well as business strategists is here. If you ever decide to sell your company, your membership is considered an asset. Mm-hmm. An asset that you can sell, okay, which will actually increase the value of your company. So, what you need is a robust, solid membership that will be happy to pay month after month, year after year. So, you don't want the people that are questioning or arguing with you or trying to tell you, hey, I don't want my card charged, etc., cetera, etc., cetera,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So you want to focus on the ones that want to stay.
1: It's like dating, right? You don't want to date yeah. the wrong person. <laughs> exactly. Let them go yes. so that better people come in. Absolutely. Okay. So thank you. Then why like, do members owner membership owners, do they need a membership agreement? Absolutely.
0: Like uh, this isn't a spit handshake deal here, right? Like you can't actually, <laughs> you, you can't reach everybody this way. And also you need that agreement to actually <laughs> define the terms. So you have to know, they have to know what their parameters are and you have to know your parameters as well too. This is a document that protects both of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there there's no point in you starting a membership without an agreement. Just because these memberships are so complex and every membership is different. It's not a one size fits all, right? So you have to say, maybe you want different benefits for different tiers within your mem- membership. What if it's not the same as someone else's that you've been part of? not the same. Every company is different. So every membership is going to be a little bit different too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So can I just go or can someone else go and, and copy someone else's membership agreement?
0: I mean, you could, I mean, this is America. You could do whatever you want. I know one's stopping you, but the fact of the matter is, is it going to actually reflect your company? Remember we talked about it? No, it's not a one size fits all. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if you take it and there's, ve- there's hidden clauses. It's not hidden so much as there's actual clauses in there that if you change one thing on there, sometimes it has a domino effect in other clauses. So think of it like a big puzzle. You move a piece over here, it could affect another piece down below. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have to make sure that if you do do that, and we know so many people that do that, they come to our office and they're like, hey, I, go- I have this membership agreement and we take it and we edit it. If you are gonna do that, okay, not proposing that you do, but in the off chance on a random Saturday, you decide to do it. I suggest you take that copy to an attorney so that they can customize it for you okay, to your company. Yeah, I would yeah. never copy and paste somebody else's membership agreement verbatim just because some of those clauses will don't affect you. And if something happens, or some you know, a customer sues you, or has an issue, or you have to actually have a chargeback or a dispute, you have to present this contract to, you know, PayPal or Stripe or anybody that's or the judge at that point. And if this contract does not reflect anything about you or your company, this doesn't help you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you want to take or go to an attorney or go to a service that has a membership agreement template and customize it to yourself. That's the best way that you can protect yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's definitely not a one size fits all for agreements mm. whatsoever. Yeah. And that would be the scary thing. It's like you get put in front of a judge and the judge is like it says here that you have three tiers of membership. My client is only in one. Oh shoot, we only have one tier of membership. Oops. You know, you don't want to be right. caught then and there that you've got things completely off. So Scare our listeners, but okay. <laughs> what are the but we we have to be realistic, right? So, like, what would you say are the biggest legal issues that pop up over membership agreements, and how can we prevent this from happening? So, we've touched on this
0: before. The biggest legal issues are absolutely like lack of clarity on mm-hmm. what that member was getting from their membership, okay? And then you not fo- following through on actually fulfilling what you said that you would do in that membership for that member okay so there's no follow-up there's lack of clarity there's no follow-up and then they get basically paid for something that they didn't receive they didn't get the benefit of their bargain so to speak okay so what you want to be clear is what are you going to give them how are you going to deliver it to them and when and then also making sure that they understand when their payment is due those are the, really the biggest legal issues that come. up. Yeah. Okay. And then, because the beautiful thing about a contract is it seems like a, just a normal piece of paper. It's just words on paper. It becomes a MVP, the most valuable mm-hmm. profit tool when that trigger happens. Okay. Then it becomes a star of the show. Okay. Because at that point, it's just normal. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'll check, te- I'll check off the boxes. Here's my terms of service. Here's my membership contract. Most people don't read the membership contract. Okay. They just don't, there's a lot of fine print. They're bored. They just want to go ahead and start the membership already.
1: Mm -hmm. For that sake,
0: you want to make sure that payment terms are bolded and underlined and highlighted as well. So it sticks out on your contract. You also want to make sure that those type of payment terms and the clarity of what that membership is going to, what that member is allowed to get in the membership is also in a separate email, or you also talk about it in a welcome message or something of that nature in follow-up correspondence as well. The contract is literally that, just words on paper and just an agreement between you two about what the membership is. Your follow-up correspondence is you reaffirming and confirming what exactly they received. This is the over-communication portion. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might think this is a lot of work, but after a while you can build this into email sequences as well. Okay. You can also build this into follow-up conversations with the member, or even if you are having a a face-to-face or one-on-one interaction with the member, you can also reiterate to them as well too. Okay. So you can say, Hey, I know we've talked about this before, but you want to check out, you know, section 10 in our membership contract that talks about this as well. Okay. Awesome. When they They can't sign into the membership unless they sign that membership agreement. So don't ever start or give them any access to your membership unless they've signed it.
1: Yeah, okay. And how do we do that when it's online? Like how would you do a digital sign or a PDF? Or how would you...
0: You can do that. So what happens is when they pay for it, you can say there's a portion that says by signing this, you agree to the terms of service. Now, there's a difference here between website terms of service and membership. So here's a big thing that pops up where you might have a website terms of service, which applies to all of your company and all of the different offers that you have. And then you have a separate membership agreement just for you that's online as well too. Really recommend you want to make sure that you know, one doesn't equate the other. Okay. If they are two separate ones, you need two separate membership terms of services. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at one point, if you have a separate membership, I suggest you create like a sub level or a sub page of your main website and have its own membership agreement terms of service. Terms of service is also another word for agreement as well. Okay. So you just want to make sure that's also uploaded. Keep in mind, your website terms of service is not the same as your membership terms of service. Some people think, oh, by the way, they just agreed to it. No, they just agreed to your website terms of service, Mm -hmm. which probably doesn't have your membership clauses in there. Okay. So that's what you want to make sure if they're having separate. Some people don't have memberships for years, and then they add a membership to their company, which they uh, advertise by putting it on their website, right? Yeah. That's when they get confused and they're like, well you know, they, they signed on to the website thing. It's not the same thing. Or another way you could do it is if someone actually manually signs up to your membership, you can follow up and send them a contract and say, Hey, by agreeing to pay this, you agree to our contract here. Okay. Right. And then going okay. forward from there. Okay. So if you're doing one to maybe you have five members in your membership, it's very elite membership or whatnot. You can send that out manually. That's fine. Yeah. The contract is fine. Okay. Now, but if you're taking on like $47 a month members and that's more for volume, you have to make sure that you work with your web developer and also check in with your lawyer. Friendly tip, always have a lawyer and accountant before you have a membership, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to check in with them to make sure that those terms don't conflict with any other terms of service you have on that website. Okay. So keep them separate, keep them clear and make sure they're going to the right people.
1: Wow. All right. Okay. So our last question, what are your best tips for membership owners?
0: You know, keep doing it until you have fun with it. I'll say this. Okay. Keep doing it while, you know, keep having fun with it. It's the best way that I can say it. Just because it, once you get the basics down and everybody has a membership agreement and they know exactly what they're getting and so forth. It's a great way to build recurring revenue, okay? It's something called MRR, monthly recurring revenue, which is what you want, okay? You want to increase that, okay? Because it gives your company more clout, more weight and more ability to actually more potential to be sold or actually Mm -hmm. to be merged with another company. So this is kind of what you want to build your company longevity that way. Another way is to actually make sure that is this for you? Some people start memberships because they their business bestie is starting it. You don't have to do that. You have to do what fits for you. Okay. And whether you have the time to actually operate a membership as well. So what does that entail? So going back to the first thing we talked about is should you actually set up a membership and what you should you have in place? You should always have a plan. A, if you're gonna do a membership, you can start off small. You don't have to start, you know, running out of the gate right away you can start off with you know and you can cap it we're only taking 10 members for the year okay and see how it is i've run about two different memberships and the first year i spent the first 6 months doing a pilot and we tested it we tested the hell out of it okay we actually sent google forms and surveys to each member of our membership beginning and at the end and we use google analytics to a show them how much they've grown as well okay mm-hmm. and then we asked them would they renew Everybody renewed because we worked with such a small group at first. So we could test it. We could break it. We could find out what worked. We could get their input. We co-created that membership with Mm -hmm. our inaugural members. Okay. So try doing that first. Okay. Start very small, see if you like it and then co-create it for a small month, three months or six months, and then see where you want to go after that. Okay. See if you want to expand it in all that time. If you really want to expand it, you can also build out a wait list too, right? While people are finding out about it, they say, Hey, join up for when this is open and then give them extend an offer at that point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that a, you can grow it because keep in mind, you also have to use your time in growing the membership as well. What does that entail? It means actually advertising about it, talking to people about their, their returns or the benefits that they received from the, the membership, because one member should bring on, be able to bring on another member and so forth and so forth. Their experiences should be able to garner more members. Yeah. Okay. So most of this isn't really like, it's not legally based. It's more business oriented based, right? So you want to see where you can actually take your membership to be a good asset in your company okay? and how much it's going to add to your company's profit line. It should always add. It should never take away.
1: Yes. Fully agree. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So how can people find you and how can they get a membership agreement done? With- we actually have membership subscription agreements
0: on our website and our lovely host, Anda was a lovely business tester for it. And she actually goes through our six-step quality control. So we create it and then we send it out to our business testers to actually do a, a speed run through it to see what they like, what they don't like, and who else better to ask Cassandra, right? Because she creates <laughs> memberships for other people. So they give us actual practical advice on it. And then uh, this is actually catered to you. So what happens is you can go and buy it and you answer some questions and it customizes it directly to your specific business. Now you can use it right away because once you are done, it will be in your inbox within about 10 seconds or 15 seconds. And then it's yeah. a word copy and you can add your logo to it. We do recommend though that you take it to an attorney to review afterwards or to actually add more clauses if you need it, but just definitely to make sure that it is, it coincides with your company goals as well.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I we really are at loved,
0: startup docs.
1: I loved using that whole system because it was just so easy it was like I answered questions and it started filling things out for me and it was gave me a real nice way to process everything but then I didn't have to write any legalese and I can't even write plain English so that was really helpful (laughs) really easy really easy to use
0: Oh, thank you. Like We wanted to make it user friendly as well, too, because most of the time when people don't have a contract is because they don't know where to go or they're intimidated by legalese one or mm-hmm. the fact that they don't know what to put in. Now, this is just a starting tool, of course, right? I am an attorney. And I would say this always is you do want to have an attorney and an accountant in your small business team anyway. So no matter where you get your contract, okay, you want to make sure that you have someone look it over, or you have someone kind of customize it even further for that because, and every year after you want to edit it, update it, because every year you're going to learn some new things with your business. Like what happened here, or maybe with every mistake or every lesson comes updates to your contract. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can make it even better and protect yourself even further as well. Okay. So it's a living, breathing document. Think of it like that.
1: Okay. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on and, really giving us a good education on legal things we need to know for our business, especially for running memberships. I really appreciate your time coming on here and helping us out.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes. And before we go, can you remind everyone your website one more time? Just so. Sure. Have, yeah.
0: www.the startup docs D O X dot com. So the startup docs.com. We file companies all over the United States LLCs. And then we also have about 19 different documents that any small business and startup can use as well. And then we also have a membership that's launching as well, too. So
1: <laughs> maybe you'll see us in action as well. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. See you next week.